You're listening to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Hey, welcome to the Classic Gamers Guild Podcast. Uh, Paul and I are your hosts. You're going to have to figure out what my name is along the way if you haven't heard us before. But anyways, we're going to explore the world of classic gaming and the nostalgia that they bring. And in this episode, we are going to Babylon about techno Babylon, which is a great joke that I was hoping I could shoehorn in pretty early in the episode. Wow. I just... (laughs) I told you you get five of them. I think you used three already. So <laughs> <laughs> that one was worth more than one for sure. <laughs> I just got this sudden urge. I think we should try an intro with like a with like a nineties rap beat. <laughs> like you, a, a do, you do a like ch- the, a do, do, yeah, like real cheesy on the nose and be like, "My name is Paul, and I'm here to say I'm gonna do a rap in a terrible way." <laughs> <Something like that>. <laughs> <laughs> talk about games and we'll talk about fun and techno Babylon today. That's the one. Wow. Wow. Very well done. Damn. I've I just, yeah. just yeah. been legally served. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is a game that's actually done by Watch It Eye Games, which I thought was super cool. I didn't know anything about this game when Paul recommended it to me. Uh, it was done by a writer, uh, James Dearden, uh, art by Ben Chandler, who's done a bunch of other art for Wadget Eye and is super duper talented. And I don't know that there was ever much else done by James Dearden. I know that uh, he was thinking of doing a second one that was going to come out in 2020. And we can touch on that a little bit later on. But as far as I know, although the game was left a tiny bit open ended, spoilers ahead, not necessarily now. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a really solid, fun game. And I was super happy, Paul, that you recommended it to me. I'm super glad that you liked it. It's it's yeah. I got to play it two times in a sense because I, I played it. I played three quarters of it, let's say, um, a couple of years ago, which led me to recommend it to you, and then ended up replaying it with with my son, my eight year old son, who who just adored it, and can actually get into later as to the things that kept him interested at, at his age with a point and click. Besides my indoctrination uh, of point and clicks into his life since he was a wee child might even call it brainwashing but either way he was there for it and he liked it and yeah this game's amazing where do where do we bloody start well i just i will start by saying a lot of the well some of the reviews i read about this game said it was too dark or too violent or a little bit too like you know gritty for their taste so i just it made me laugh that you led with my kid loves this game it's just (laughs) great (laughs) well It's got so much appeal, though, especially in the beginning, because there's some characters you meet that it doesn't matter who's in the room. They're going to be looking at you and going, what the heck is going on there? Right. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. In a good I, just, way. I had to throw a beanie at my cat. He was chewing on loud plastic. It was a, it's, it was a soft beanie. The, the softest. Oh, I only throw the softest of any caps at my feline. <laughs> I usually throw socks and he looked, Tucker looks so offended when I do it. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you've done that. I am just going to, it works, right? But they're very offended. It's, yeah, I just got the, it's like the the, the, the feline equivalent to being like un, unfollowed or unfriended. <laughs> it just looks at you like, no, you're blocked. No. It was, time. yeah, I feel, I feel smaller uh, of a person. I do, I feel a little guilty because of the way he looked at me. Anyway, yeah, enough should. about that well, and, and and all the listeners will also be looking at the both of us. No, normally I've just used a spray bottle. It's fine. My cat's old. He's he's tougher than I am. It's okay. Yeah, mine has no excuse. 
but it's, it's fine. They're all bad people in a certain sense. Nobody wants to hear about my cat. You know what? I just, I'm going to tell you and the audience, I bought him a giant litter box, but it's, I, I, I said to Paul yesterday, I was worried it wouldn't help the problem, which was he couldn't turn all the way around. So he was, you know, messing it up on the sides and it wasn't very good. So anyways, I got him a bigger one and guess what folks, he's going right in the center of the box. Oh. And I'm scooping it up and pulling it out, and it's working super great, and it's the best thing I've ever done. So if you have a cat, get a giant litter box. Well, it's even got a little slot for the hand. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like Amazon or something. This is just, oh, my God. We've been having this problem for years. He is a messy old cat, right? He's like 19 years old. And it's no, it just, he needed more room, man. Well, I appreciated the the large tonal shift at the ending. You're like, and then we got this thing because he always is that, and actually it worked really nice, and the solution was perfect. <laughs> no, I was worried it wouldn't. I was like, won't I be surprised when it doesn't work at all? <laughs> but no, that was it. I don't usually talk about myself. That was fun. If anybody liked it, let us know, or I'll never do it again. There's moments like this where I'm like, I wonder, like, is, is James Dearden or Dave Gilbert, is anybody, Ben Chandler, are they going to be listening to this? And this will be the point in the episode where no. they'll be like, okay, well, I'm, I'm good. I tried. I guess this is not about I'm the game this is that I made. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> I don't care about your cat, about a cat. That's terrific. Poos. We don't know. It's the first time ever. No, carrying on. Honestly, this this game was, it was, it was a challenge and it was a lot of reading and a lot of history. I feel like the world was well-developed. I think um, when I'm going to take some liberties because I've watched no interviews, Mr. James Dearden, but I'm going to guess that you had a lot of this storyline and plot built out in your head. It feels very mapped out across, you know, books and pages and lines drawing to connect things and who's who and what's going on in it. Mm -hmm. And it did fit together really well, I felt. Yes, it's got a level of lore that, that is akin to like Laurie Cole. To what to, to almost it like it's it's obviously two completely different worlds and genres as far as mm -hmm. cyberpunk or fantasy, but but <laughs> whatever the sun anyway, I'm gonna bloody be too pedantic back there. But yeah, it, it's 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 the the same type of of just you know that certain thing that it takes to to have lore and and it's really impressive. It's it's a very complex story and it's 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 it has like a it has like a for nerds by nerds kind of vibe. And I, I, mm -hmm. I think that I hope they wouldn't mind saying that. And mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's the game just kind of, I think the game takes an attitude when it comes to the lore and, and the vast amount of, of vocabulary. I shouldn't say vast amount, but the, the, the game does ask you to catch on to, to what's mm -hmm. going on and, and just kind of like jump on a moving train and, and ride with it. And the opening puzzle in the apartment is really well done in a sense where it's kind of, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say because it, it's not at all a tutorial, but it is it is an introduction to mechanics and to the world. And it's mm -hmm. like, you know, a soft kind of introduction. I think Colossal Cave actually does a, is a similar thing because we were talking about that offline one day. But, but yeah, mm -hmm. we just kind of get the vibe from the first puzzle that it's more to, to understand the ter this new terminology in the world that we're in and the wetware, etc. So, yeah. The, I and guess what world is that? That's the city of Newton. I guess oh. we should say this Newton is like, it's all AI, like this gigantic computer. Its name is central kind of like does this government that runs over everything. So they're like, they're the authority and they're the police force and they're kind of the all knowing. And then as you mentioned, there's wetware and it's like, it's, I, I don't know what it actually looks like, but in my head, I like, I kind of imagine it to be, or at least I can see it, but I imagine it to be very visceral feeling like it's, it's mechanical, it's nano, it's, 
it's a, it connects with your brain and it puts you in this like VR internet, but it's like you're actually there, right? In the trance, yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And that brings you to so we I, I guess as a quick setup, if you haven't played the game, we'll say a few things. Is that we're not going to spoil anything anything like the the final ending spoiler stuff without no. notification. And if we even if we do yeah. talk about the, the two endings because there are different endings, then then we'll warn you at that time. But for now, it's just like you know, this is a modern point and click adventure is from 2015 so we can't assume that like everyone's played it like we usually do with classics so mm -hmm. we won't we won't go and spoil anything because i do think that you everyone listening if you like you point and clicks it. should listen to it right it's redundant you're listening to this mm -hmm. podcast so you should play it um or you know maybe if you like really hate cyberpunk then don't play it because it's it's really <laughs> cyberpunk but it's freaking awesome just it seeing is just her so satisfying. yeah i mean you gotta be like you gotta the just one, see ben the chandler's heart for god's sake just just so good yeah, man, it's it's beautiful. it's just so beautiful, and it, it's yeah. I'll, I'll get it. We could get into that later because I'll probably rant too hard on that. But just to say that the, the basic premise is, is extremely cyberpunk, like holographic ads. It's it's not so much like the dystopian, like post post apocalyptic mm -hmm. cyberpunk that you might see in, in actually other Wajedai games like like Shardlight or Gemini Ru. <laughs> um, but it's it's same just, artist though for shard light so you know you'll see some similarities Gemini in too. styles yeah. but not necessarily in yeah not necessarily in in backgrounds or settings in the same way because this the city's almost it's thriving in its own way like it's maybe not the ideal of course that we'd be looking for but it's also not like a rundown mecca of like you said nothing it's it is thriving it has a working police force it has right. governments that are in effect it has good cities and maybe not so good places and cities but everything's still functioning yeah kind of kind of similar to i guess to blade runner in the sense they kind of go like mm -hmm. the more mega corporation route right where it's like mm -hmm. there's it, the the ai in the game is literally called central so like there is this mm -hmm. like central force and and yeah that would be spoilers also stay away from from that but yeah anyway so I think that's the introduction to the idea of it. And then you, you've got Regis, um, who's an older cell agent. And um, again, mm -hmm. it's like they throw cell at you with, with like a kind of keep up sort of attitude where it's like, you know, if you hadn't heard of Pinkertons and you've played Red Dead and they're like, here's the Pinkertons, like you, you pretty much just catch up. Like, okay, they're more or less police. We got it. But th I'm saying that more as an example. Like that happens a lot through the game. There is a lot of terminology and, and let's say lore that, that you won't know. Mm -hmm. And, and you just kind of, mm -hmm. you'll get it in context. Maybe, maybe not even the first time. And, and honestly, if I, yeah. that was something I noticed critiques that I, I did appreciate because they're just like, look, this is the way it is. This is this world. You walked into it, buddy, you'll, you'll catch on and you do. And so I, mm -hmm. I really like that. It, it is not very handholdy. Um, and it does ask you, there, there's, the terminology maybe is a, a little much sometimes, but that's probably me in the middle of a puzzle, frustrated talk. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there, was a, there was a bit of that. Like I, I did sort of look up things to guide me here and there, but I don't know, it was a fairly reasonable game. I did not, I yeah. mean, there was a few puzzles, especially towards the end. I'm like, no, I don't have time nor right now to sort this out but fair enough now that i've seen what it is i see how i could have figured it out right well let's let's talk about the puzzles because i i i this this game has has a playability factor that you can play this game without a walkthrough would you agree yeah i would agree for sure yeah yeah it's, it's just it's it's got um i don't know yet yeah. what, what was your favorite puzzle 
Yeah, my favorite puzzles were the ones where you combined personalities and then did the like the little circuits and then you could change up how they behaved and who they were. And then the puzzle was essentially it's like a three by three, right? You have three different spots and each one has an average about three chips. And then you switch them up between different personalities that you've kind of collided with your wetware and different electronic systems. And I thought it was creative and it was funny because the personalities that you'd mix together weren't like um, personalities that would generally get along, like your really serious bartender and then your your kooky kitchen personality that's making you recipes. And it almost had like an anime flair to it. So it was really interesting. It was, yeah. I was, I was hoping you would say that one because it's, it's just like, it, it's yeah. so, so like a uh, self-aware or so aware of like the world that it's in. Like it was, it's, it's, it's really immersive. It, it's like, it feels like a mm-hmm. cyberpunk puzzle. It feels like if I was, if I was there in 2083 or 60, I think it was 83, I forgot. If I was there, you know, mm-hmm. well, in a while from now, <laughs> it's like, what would be going on? And it's like, yeah, you've got the, the kitchen maid, let's say, and then, and then the, the bartender personality, and, and then the, God, mm-hmm. uh, what would be a third one? Like the bouncer, the security guy. Yeah, the maid, the chef, the barman, that was Yeah, the- there you go. That was <clears throat> exactly right. See, and then you, it pulls up a GUI and it, it sounds really complicated, but it's it's really not. It's just like a GUI. But, uh, well, it's, it, it's really not in large thanks to the art and how it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's beautifully rendered. Yeah. It's, it's not text inspiring. as much as it's graphics and just little, little words. You don't need much there. And, and the puzzle's so good. They used it twice in the game. So. Yeah, it is. And, it, and it's so good that it really, it affected me on a personal level. Cause I, I like when I played it and it was done, I was like, I had that, Considering that I'm still in the middle, of, well, at the tail end of developing a game myself, I'm like, damn! Like I felt like a little bit of jealousy. It was so good, but mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, you're not mm-hmm. done making your game yet. And and the, the lesson isn't obviously to like you know uh, rip that off. My game's not even in the same realm of, of like you know to cyberpunk and technology. But it was more that the jealousy of it is like that is the perfect use of your world and, and in puzzle form. Mm-hmm. It's like it makes me excited to be in a cyberpunk world because of this exact sort of feeling like it's really taking advantage of its environment and things like that just perfectly well Mm -hmm. and and so anyway it was kind of like a good lesson because i'm like wait you know me you're not done making your game yet you could still capture the spirit or the lesson i guess in this puzzle which is like you know again using your using your environment and your your game special thing to make the player feel as much of you know the uniqueness as they can, I guess, towards your story. In my sense, it would be like ethereal or you know ghostly or whatever. But it's yeah, it's that well done. Where it's just like this. This is why we play, boys. This is why we lace up on Sundays. These kind of puzzles. Every decision. There's really only two decisions that kind of affect any outcome in the game, and and not to even reveal anything about either way. But um, how my feeling was on the decisions is both times I thought I was making the right choice, and then after I made the decision and it played through, I was like, hmm. not sure if I made the right choice like it it had me on that like there was no super real thorough right or wrong answer to these questions they're all a little questionable right but that's cool I like that feeling I like you making me feel a little bit unbalanced like usually when I'm reading a mystery or playing a game I'm like yeah of course I know the right way to do it you answer the right way all the time you say the right thing all the time right and here I'm just like whoa dude I just screwed some stuff up I thought I was doing good you know (laughs) <laughs> yeah 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 definitely yeah it has that it really has that feeling with some of the puzzles too because things things could worry there's a little bit of like a wild card factor in in the unknown technology so it's like well this could work mm-hmm. i mean the wetware on this could mm-hmm. potentially and you know the, the, 
I was a little confused with like the there's like the personality splitter and then there's there's like a few a few things that I'm not sure I ever really not the splitter that's a bad example I can't think of the name of it though it was like a radio device and I always forgot to use it or to check it and oh yeah because you had to connect it up with systems so you could kind of control things right. remotely but right it wasn't it wasn't um I didn't fully understand the concept of how to work it where it went or what to do with it at first right. That I would exa- that would be exactly my 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 exact complaint and probably probably biggest complaint because it was just like maybe that one needed just a little more nudging a little more help maybe a little more mm-hmm. explanation because I just never really felt comfortable with it so therefore I kept I kept disregarding it you know and and then it took me a few times to be like okay every time you get stuck it's because you're not using this thing on like random systems like. You know, even like elevator mm-hmm. buttons, Use like you really have to remember, things. like it's a hundred years from now, everything is online, right? Just imagine it. Mm-hmm. And it's not that hard to really get into the, that zone because of smart homes, let's say, where it's just like, yes, light mm-hmm. bulbs are online now, so we can control them on our phone. So it's like, we're, you know, we're kind of there, but we're obviously not, but it's enough to be like, just try and think like that, like smart home, like mm-hmm. everything's online. Like, so you can connect to everything with this little thing and do stuff. <laughs> and like you said, it's like, so once that clicked, I was able to move on but yeah satisfying noises though right when things really go online noises, or yeah. offline i really like totally. the noises i really liked uh, how everybody looked when they were you know in the trance that the different personalities you had like for uh laugh and stuff they just being a completely different person with the purple hair stripe like they did the artist did a really good job of of doing the alternate like one person's just like a plain this is who I am. I'm nobody. I'm here in the streets. Nobody cares about me versus a here I am. I'm fabulous. Like here's my online persona. And and it was really, really good because uh, the, the betwixt of the personality, right? It was intriguing. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And it, I, I guess a moment to just spotlight Ben, ben Chandler. It's just, I, I was thinking about the kind of roots of origin for, for the Phantom Fellows game. And I was like, you know, Supposed to be like really specific for a minute. It's it's so much of of Ben Chandler's work in specifically Golden Wake and Techno Babylon and Gemini Rue has to do with with mm-hmm. me wanting to make a game. Like that's when it started like really simmering. And and then and then you could say Thimbleweed Park would be the other one I'd add on to that mix. Between between those games, like that's you know was like the reason I was like downloading adventure game studio like years ago like years before i would ever use it <laughs> you know like just really <laughs> flirting with it and dancing with it and like trying to to commit or trying to see myself doing it or whatever but a lot of that had to do with ben chandler's artwork where it's just like it it, it, it welcomes these games into into the modern times with 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 the lighting effects and things like that and and it's 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 just beautiful it's just fun to just stare at the screen honestly half the time yeah, the scenes, like the driving scenes or travel scenes or things where stuff oh is God, going the on in the background. On the, driving, the travel so scenes, scenes, the glass off of the car. Yeah. Just in case Ben is listening to this, I just want him to know how much I appreciate the reflection <laughs> on the glass on the car in the travel oh scene. I, 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 it's it's, it's mind-blowing. It's like, I do just mean like like just a normal travel quick animation, but like just the, the, the way... It's brilliant work. It's 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 yeah. It's, yeah Four it's seconds true, top, true seriously, but gorgeous. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's maybe eight, eight to sixteen frame loops. It's, it's not like Kathy Wayne. You don't have to like watch the travel happen a million times. It's not like literally. You see this like twice in the game. Yeah, that's very that's very good of you to tell everyone, right? But I, I chose to stare at this travel screen for like yeah. just. 
what looked like mm-hmm. you know really stoned amount of time, but it was actually just to yes, admire yeah. the artwork. Yeah. yeah, I was quite quite soberly yeah. admiring it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the whole game. Gosh, like I said, it's even if what you did in the game didn't entirely matter or affect the influence, you there were Steam achievements directed towards specific activities. Like there was often three different ways to open a door or a bunch of different ways to do things. And, uh, and it didn't feel like you didn't have control over things. It didn't feel as rote all the time as, as some games do. Like, of course, there's the, right. you know, you have to click totally through everything. But, no, I, I yeah. do yeah there there was and that was that would be my other my only other critique and this is just a personal thing so i'm not like i'm not even trying to rub its nose in it or beat it up for it i just i and i and listeners like you know listeners to the show like regularly know that i, I just i don't like i don't really like the really simple interface and i'm not going to go off on my usual mm-hmm. rant about like just not much left to do in an adventure game even though i just kind of said it then like a child <laughs> but it's like this this really made that brought that light and i didn't notice it on the ipad where i played a lot of it with my son um i just i did the last three chapters on the computer and that's when it started to kind of annoy me again because i'm like it it, does it's i just maybe i need more stimulation like i just need something more to do it felt like um Mm -hmm. it felt like a disconnect like they're just no you you really did say it best there was a lack of control because it's just like Mm -hmm. i'm just gonna click and i I don't really know what it's gonna do and that's that is, I guess, the core of the issue with it, where it's like the, a loss of agency, where it's like, well, the game's going to do what, what needs to be done right now, as opposed to me, you know, it's yeah, the, yeah. It's the part of my brain that kind of fuzzes out a little, and I'm still reading the book. Like, I'm reading the book. I'm reading the words in front of me, but it's like, you know, you get through right. a paragraph or two, and you're like, oh, man, what did they just say? But you can't go back. Like, there's no way to often repeat once the in the dialogue options done it's done so you can't see it again so you're just like uh, oops i guess i phased out a little there was a lot of talking and i i think i missed some stuff actually shoot and the right. auto save wasn't reliable so no well it's funny because it's kind I, of an arbitrary thing i don't and i accidentally deleted one of my files because there was no like do you want to delete and i'm like ah so i deleted it and then i was like oh I'll go back to the auto save and i'm like why are you way the hell back there right <laughs> Right, that's interesting. Yeah, I, 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 uh, well, there was. I think we had, we had the message about like the cool like de- little debug screen. So just for I guess for anybody listening, it's fun to know, and it's not it's discouraged from being known because it's a quick Google away. But Dave had said that they left the debug on debugging in the game. So from the the main menu, you can do Control T and and you know jump around. There's there's like a little jetpack thing, and it's it's kind of fun. It's 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 cool that they did that. I feel like. It, it almost inspired me to not be so rigid. Like maybe I should leave something in there because it's, it's just neat. It's like behind the curtain thing. But at the same time. Maybe we should have. Yeah. <laughs> I just, my, my thought was totally unrelated. Maybe we should have watched the commentary. There's a commentary in the game. I haven't seen it yet. That If I was really planning, I would have watched that also. So I had Strummer put it, my, my son put it on, ah, damn it, lunchbox with the door. Um, he Strummer put it on, and um, I think almost by accident or whatever. But it, it was enough for me to look at it and be like, "Okay, I want to see this, but not on this game." <laughs> Only because yeah. no, sorry, no, it's no offense to this game. It's just because that that was already my second playthrough of the game. But I'm like, and I, I mm-hmm. like Gemini Ru is a is a amazing game. Like Shard Light, I should go back and play. Like there's a few other Gadget games I, I need to play a second time. 
perhaps like you know as opposed to this one a third and but anyway the point was mm-hmm. like yeah i want to do this on one of their games unavowed god that game was so good that would be a fun one maybe mm-hmm. to put the thing on but anyway yeah it's cool it, it made me like fantasize about doing it with phantom fellows but it's like that's that's a lot of, a whole lot of work that's that's <laughs> that's like i have a guy for that work you know there's like a, a guy who just mm-hmm. does art and just does programming and it's like i can't do all that yeah no Anyway. How big of a team do you want to get at this point? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so no, I guess... Anyways. Uh, yeah, should we... Where are we at with time-wise? Like, we're actually doing really good with time. We're only at 30 minutes, so... What else What else can we say? Oh, you know what? I want to say just to be objective about the, the click interface, right? Because I... You know, I like I said, it was the critique there is my opinion that I, I prefer, like, a little more to do, but, but uh, I was checking out a review that Ikifu did um, as a YouTuber doesn't, doesn't do reviews anymore, but, or doesn't, I, I don't believe his channel is active anymore, but it's so good. I've, I loved his channel so much. It's, it's I C K I Fu Ikifu. And if you like adventure games and like quick little eight minute review things, man, his, his are great. And he was just saying, he's like, it has a two click interface. You know, you left click, you right click. And, and he's like, and it would have been perfect if not for the fact that I had to click somewhere on the screen for my inventory. And and so mm-hmm. like that's just an example. Like I think the, I, I I know that I'm the minority, and that is the majority. The majority of adventure gamers really don't want to don't want to click on shit. They're just like, give me just left click, right click. Why do I have to? He said in the video, and this was totally tongue in cheek, and his his review was glowing. It was go by the game, but he said tongue in cheek. He's like, I had to shove the mouse cursor at the bottom of the screen for it. And it's just like you could hear like the disdain of the of that type of adventure game where it's like, oh, I had to move my mouse all the way to the bottom of the screen and click again. And it's like, what are you making me do here? I'm trying oh, to just God. be fed a story. Like it's I, I I just I still don't quite get that. But I mean I, I yeah. <laughs> I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it is it is that type of, of, of adventure game, but it's I, I still played it twice and I'm somebody who supposedly doesn't like them that way. So it's a great game and it, that doesn't really really hindered i just i feel like i would have been more engaged otherwise because if i I zone out (laughs) yeah yeah i feel that just like i said that little bit more of interactivity but that's i mean kind of what i alluded to at the beginning when i'm like i feel like this story was super mapped out and and had been a long time coming to fruition and i feel like a lot of it was just like this is all of what's there. I really need to get it out there. So, and cause not everything de- necessarily provided context to the immediate situation, but a lot of the uh, extraneous information provided context That's towards weird. the whole situation or where they were at or societally, you know, or a little yeah. bit of like personal life, Lord world building. Yeah. I'm the kind of person. Yeah. Yeah. Like when, when I'm playing a game, like say gold Baldur's gate or something, I tend to like take the little, say dragon's age, you don't know, but it doesn't matter. They give you these uh, little lore, pieces of paper and you can read them to like flesh out the story and kind of see more about what's going on. I don't read them. I collect the pieces of paper and I'm like, wow, look at all those pieces of paper I have in there, but I don't actually read the lore contained within. So it's not always like my first go-to to know unless I'm like super invested to want to know all the back, back, backstory. And, and there was a lot of it and, and they did manage to make it interesting, but like I found the beginning of the game had more funny moments and like unexpected like funny moments that were really cool but then later on in the game it was a lot more intense and kind of serious and there wasn't like any humor happening so much at all anymore so it did i thought there might have been a little bit more cartoony funniness like the kitchen uh recipe girl or something throughout the game that's interesting right because that does resonate now that you've said that 
that it does it does from from uh, before the restaurant probably from from at least from mm-hmm. the lab maybe onwards when you're trying to mm-hmm. find that encoded plant right somewhere like around there it does it does get quite intense and, and stays there and it is captivating it it's, it's, it's not in a sense to say that that, that it, it doesn't really damage the story it just it does change tone mm-hmm. a little not it doesn't change tone that's not fair it just it, it just gets more serious and, like, Right, because you get into the Jahilia and all that, like, oh, okay, right. like there's these other sects and people are trying her. to take yeah. down corporations, and I wasn't sure her place. She, right, she I seemed say I didn't more like her. of like I didn't understand her place exactly. Man, you're good. She was, <laughs> yeah. I felt she was kind of like okay, and that's something I talked to you about this in chat, uh, not here, but I felt like the story was fleshed out, the lore was fleshed out, but once it was all put into a game, there were certain elements of the game that didn't necessarily tie together. And I'm not saying that this character is one of them, but, you know, it kind of gave me that idea that, you know, this character had to tie a few things together because without them, maybe the game wouldn't necessarily make sense without maybe putting in a lot more of something else. Right, right, and it's it, maybe it's something that another playthrough with different approaches would possibly tackle. Because a good example was like Jahindra was like to, towards the end, and this this wouldn't be with, with spoilers. It's not specific enough. So mm-hmm. she says that like you know everybody's standing by. I just need your help with this. She's talking to to Lather, and she's just like, I, I just you know we need your help. We're all standing by. We're going to take down Central, and then and then mm-hmm. I chose I chose the. Uh, again, being really vague, this isn't really a spoiler. There's an option where you, where you choose, you know, t- uh, the two. You choose between two things, and and, and the central mm-hmm. is one of the choices. That's that's as spoiler as this will get. And and I choose central, and and there and therefore mm-hmm. it's kind of you're, you're on the side of central. So like Lazar, yeah. uh, Ginger never gets to take it down, and it's never really addressed or where she goes. So it's like yeah, I don't, maybe in this, <clears throat> you know, as as. I'm understanding on a personal level. It's like you can almost, you can really see how the end of adventure games can get a little like this quite often. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, it, it's mm-hmm. such an undertaking and, and you can, and there's so many paths for every decision. It's like, it's, it's, it's incredible how much I guess work it is when you have to cover all these different angles. So I, I guess it's, it might just be a case of having to bail a little bit on stuff mm-hmm. like that where it's like, yeah, <laughs> if we had three more months, we would have explained what Ginger was doing, but blah, blah, blah. And it's like, fair enough, man. It's like, I, I could totally understand that. Or, you know, again, maybe I'm not being fair and there is an explanation. It's just under a different path or, or whatever, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Figuring out who's related to two, who and who, who is, because there's, you know, a few of those bomb drops later on in the game and you're like, oh, right. Like it's definitely got a few of those that mm. even I suppose on the second playthrough, you'd have more of a grasp of what was going on just due to that. Right, right, exactly. So that's interesting because like I said, I, my first playthrough was only three quarters of it. So so I, it, I only experienced that once and that, that was cool. But I guess there's no sense. We really probably shouldn't even spoil it. We've made it made it through so much episode to give them a reason to play it. No, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm being nice today. Usually I'm like, first five minutes, all right, here's what happened at the end. Now that right. we've got that out of the way. Oh, people listen to this? Yeah, oh, look at us being I'm all so careful because it's a new one. <laughs> It's a new, it's a baby game. I feel, I feel tender about this game. I feel sweet on it. I feel like, yeah, it's, it's a thing that was really important and I wish there was another one. I know they said that the second one, Paul, you called out that it was going to have a different uh, format, right? Yeah. The second one was going to be 3d, right? 
Yeah. But Ben Ben Chandler so. was going to work on it, which was all interesting. Yeah. And maybe you know, who knows? Because uh, any anything targeted in and around COVID, who knows? But mm-hmm. I, I guess I would say, like as ultimate recap, like this this game has like kind of like a a, a legacy or life's work kind of vibe to it. To which I would say mm-hmm. I would be extremely proud. Like this is. Mm-hmm. This this is this is enough, man. Like if I if 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 mm-hmm. let's say if the game I'm working on does does Techno Babylon good, let's mm-hmm. say, or is received as Techno Babylon, that's like that's it's more or less the dream, man. It's like that's that's the the adventure game dream is if you for for like one man's vision who who likely just you know wanted to make this point and click adventure game because of the games he played and blah blah blah. Like for this to be the end product, it's it's amazing. It's like I I would I would. I would show people this like like a like how they did in the sitcoms with like a picture of your child in your wallet, you know, just just show mm-hmm. it right in the face. Like, look at my look at my baby. This thing's this thing's incredible. Like, it's yeah, because it, it has that vibe. There's so much lore and there's so much care and there's so much backstory. And I I do I love dialogue heavy games and and I do I love mm-hmm. the I love the superfluous you know kind of information, especially when it's kind of veiled where you're like I don't know if it's superfluous. Maybe I do need to know this. Like I, I appreciate all of that world building. Mm-hmm tremendously and like what what it took to put this whole thing together and it ends in a sense where it could go it, it definitely it definitely is quite open to a sequel so i think it would I both think endings for sure right mm-hmm. right it was i think i would say because yeah i can't now that we're this far i can't even say but either right. ending that you listen to there's a reason it, it could continue i'm not sure i'm thinking that the the other ending where you Anyways, one of them might be more canon than the other. We were just talking about that, right? How do you, when you, when you end a game, how do you end it in a way that's canon so that when you start the next game, everybody's in the same place? Because you can't be like, okay, everybody bring your save files from the first game. This is not an (laughs) import like Quest for Glory, right? Everybody has to be at the same place and you have to have a reason for it. And if you have a game with multiple endings and you're caring about consistency and canon, that's kind of a big deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. As we were literally just talking about in chat, where it's like, what if? Because because it, it in our scenario, it's like, what if the bad one isn't that bad? Like, not, I mean, it's not good, mm-hmm. but it's, it's it doesn't scream like you know this was the it's it's not wrong, right? It's like mm-hmm. it's not the wrong choice. So it's like you almost want them to think that so that you know if they don't. But I don't know. Look at us. Like we, you know, we both checked out both endings. Mm-hmm. So it's like I think most people will. I think so. I mean, and it's, it's pretty consistently, it's obvious where you're like, this is where it needs to save. If, if autosave doesn't save it here, I probably should, because it looks like whatever choice I make is going to affect the rest of the game. It's pretty clear. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I, to, to the game's credit, too, I wanted to mention that, it, that, that you can die in this game, and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think, mm-hmm. well, and, and that's not new for, for Red Jedi 2, because you can die in um, uh, Resonance. Yep. So and and, and honestly, anybody you know, playing like like Shiva, like early Dave Gilbert stuff, he's very 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 Sierra influenced. I, th- I think Infocom is his favorite, but oh, but yeah, he's he's not a, a Lucas only mm-hmm. kind of guy, so you can always see that in his games, which of course I appreciate. But yeah, I I, I love that you can die in this game, and if you die, you just it's just imme- like Resonance, it immediately restarts. God, Resonance is so good mm-hmm. too, man. <clears throat> yeah, I you're gonna you're gonna it, have to play Gemini Rue or Resonance. I wonder which I have one. some work to do. I mean, yeah. I'm obviously at your beck and call because I played this, and everybody in my family was like, "Whoa, mom, you finished a game!" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." 
I finished it twice, y'all. I took oh. notes on one of the endings. <laughs> and then we, we neutered that part of the show, it turns out. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. That's fine. Um, I think, actually, that's good. I, I don't know what else do you want to say. About no, it? I'm just going to say that Galatea. We're releasing this like tonight, so. <laughs> right, that's right. We have to hang up and put this up. I have one edit to make, I think, and that's it. Um, I'm just going to say mm-hmm. Galatea and Max Lau because I, I wrote those down. Yeah. I'm saying my notes. God damn it. Good job, Paul. Thanks. You too. <laughs> what a wholesome ending. Aw. Yeah. We no, like this, a, this works nah, really well. <laughs> Before I get into the ending, I want to take a minute to again nod out to the, the few but lovely people that have emailed and uh, have sent in any kind of support uh, just saying hey i really like the show i listened or hey i've been listening along with you and you know writing about uh, the opinions loyal longtime faithful patreons and friends this is really why we do this show so and uh, no i'm lying we do it because we have fun but honestly it enhances it when y'all do that and right. it, it yeah. feels really good it's like an so amphetamine in the neck yeah. No, honestly, we should we should start responding to them because this is the truth: is that we talk about the letters to each other in in the mm-hmm. chat, and we're like, oh, and then they said of this, course. and like, so like, we'll spend like an hour in chat talking about it, and then then you guys don't even know because <laughs> we're the worst. But yeah, we'll work on that. Maybe I, I don't know, but we I will. But please, yeah, please, please keep sending them. We really do enjoy them and talk about them a lot. And also, quick shout out to Yak Spax Lips. He's got an awesome YouTube channel. You should go check out. That's amazing. And you know, if you mm-hmm. like adventure games, you probably already do, but. He's been on the show too. We've done an episode with him. So. Yeah, look it up. Yak Wax Lips on. Uh, just type it, CGG Podcast and then whoever it is that we've interviewed that you want to check it out because there's some doozies back hmm. there. It's and so it'll Canadian. literally pop up first in doozies. It'll literally I'm pop the up out. first in your. <laughs> I don't know. That makes me sound Canadian. <laughs> it's adorable. Wow. Aww. I don't even know what makes me sound like I do. <laughs> Good. Oh man, okay, we've done shout outs with us. Do we say anything more? Yeah, this concludes today's oh. episode of the Classic oh. Gamers Guild podcast. I hope you enjoyed our chat or our Babylon oh about Techno Babylon. Nice. If you want to stay connected with us and stay updated to future episodes after this, you might not want to, but you can follow us on Twitter at CGG podcast and phantom fellows. You can like us on Facebook, classic gamers guild and the classic gamers podcast. Cause that's a page and join us on Instagram at CGG podcast. Send us an email, mail at classic gamers and don't forget to beatbox. No, wait, don't forget to check out our Patreon page at <laughs> patreon.com classic gamers guild as a bunch of you already have. And you know what? We have some long time uh, Patreoners uh, that have been supporting <laughs> us for pretty Patreon much brownies. as long. <laughs> totally, man. You guys, y'all have been supporting us. You know, you've, you know, Jess and Josh and just so many wonderful people that I don't remember the names of, but like hardcore longtime support. Really appreciate it if uh, yeah, Chase y'all Brooks, make it to the end of the episode. I might need you for beta yeah. testing if you still want to. <laughs> <laughs> we, do, we do need yeah, more thanks, of guys. those. So, yeah. 
Don't forget to hit subscribe. There's a thing oh, yeah. for science we need to know. We're kind of curious if you hit a button and it, and then we automatically appear in your devices that might potentially, because we've been, we've been staying at the same number of autos and then working our numbers up over time. But for science, hit subscribe. I'm curious. I'm going to look and see if the numbers change at all. We I'm know really y'all are curious. listening anyway. I feel like our show is yeah. really weird. Yeah, it's got like a really <laughs> small amount of auto auto downloads, and then, and then but it always reaches like the same number after two weeks. So it's I'm literally curious what subscribing does. So, you know, we're not doing a manipulation on you. We're still not, there's not going to be no me undies or ads or money. Okay, people, don't, don't do a murder. I wish I had taken notes, but I was so yeah. cocky because I talked to you and you're like, you don't need no notes. And I'm like, yeah. No, what about I don't need no notes. I took notes. Why would I tell you not to? I'm just kidding. I didn't. <laughs> Good.